One, two, three, four. Palapalooza. Palapalooza. We're talking to you. I'm Palapalooza. This episode of Palapalooza is sponsored by Rock and Roll San Diego. Rock and Roll San Diego offers rehearsal rooms, video production, recording studios, lessons, rentals, repairs, and more. A big thanks to Shannon and the crew at Rock and Roll San Diego for teaming up with Palapalooza. Learn more at rockandrollsandiego.com. We're chilling here with Fender under the Palapa. Uh, welcome. Skylar Lutz in the house, dude. Thank you for having me. Nice to connect with you finally, dude. Yeah, absolutely. You pulled up in the van. I know you're... You know, you're next level. You're touring. You're you're really trying to do this thing, right? Shall I say, professional? I, I, yes, I guess I guess I would have to say as professional as you can be in a, as a touring band. Yeah, <laughs> you got you got the van out there. That's got some miles on it. That van that oh, you pulled up. Oh yeah, a hundred thousand we put on it from the last five tours around the country since 2018. Wow. So yeah, we've and we just it broke down basically on the road back from Texas. I went to surf the wave pool in Texas for like a break vacation. Okay. And I drove 18 hours there and back, and it uh, the engine, none of the AC worked, and it was like 110 degrees out there. And then uh, <laughs> we were like ice cubes and like beers, and stop every hour on the hour to go into a gas station to like cool off. It got kind of gnarly. Um, wow. Yeah, so I just spent all last week getting the van completely fixed and going to like a hundred different shops and getting it all fixed. And apparently the back tires were going out too, so okay. it could have been real dangerous. And we were like bumping like on the ground and it like the whole way going over sixty five. We were doing that, so we had to drive like sixty. It was a whole thing. So we're just glad the van's still going to be in our family. Old uh, Vanna White is what we call it. Vanna White? (laughs) Yeah. Damn, 100,000 miles in how many years? Uh, Since 2018. So, and then don't count the COVID year. Dude, don't even count last year. (laughs) I know. I want to say you've put on more miles than any musician in San Diego, bro. I mean, we try to do a lot of different uh, locations and states. And it, like, like our goal right now with the whole COVID thing is to try to slow the tours down a little bit and do one big weekend in go. each state that okay. we want to go to. So like a couple months ago, we did like Florida. Like two months ago, we were in Florida for, you know, just like a hard weekend of like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, exactly. Just on it, huh? On it, exactly. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what... One of the things I wanted to do, though, too, was, you know, be the first safe musician out of the gate kind of deal. You know what I mean? Um, You don't want to be touring. Right. You didn't want to be looked at as that that guy that's rushing it and bringing people together while there's still some risk involved. Right. And I, you know, I definitely watched other concerts and I was like, okay, so they're doing it. It looks like everything's (laughs) good. And no one's reporting that they're getting COVID. Like at the time we went out and booked this tour and I was like, okay, this is, this is something we can do. All the shows are outdoors. You know what I mean? Out in Florida. Yes. Out in Florida, out on the beach, you know? So, um, it was really nice. And it wasn't too crowded, so I'm happy. That's and so cool. Tables, man. so it was cool. And what? what? And there was tables. Oh, too. some tables. Yeah, there was tables to set up so that people were like, you know, in their own little nooks. So, which was kind of new for Florida because they're not very safe. <laughs> really? Is that right? A little more like conservative, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. Right? So they're you they're crowding like more the, than the red San Diego. or red state, I guess, right? Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. But <laughs> Let's not get into politics. I but. still love I still love Florida so much, man. That it's you like, surf it up out there. One you, of the you nice are a surfer skater, right? Surfer skater, and uh, I'm mostly hitting the skate parks because the surf I can never seem to hit the swell correctly. Oh, is that right? But uh, yeah, I hit it one time at like Flagger Fl- Flanger Beach or something like that up by Sebastian Inlet. Okay. I hit that and I got it good one time out of like my, let's see, I've been there like 10 times with a surfboard, you know, trying to like, you know, score right. and play music, you know. Right. So. Yeah, totally. <laughs> my name is Jonas. I saw you on Bart Mendoza's show recently. We got to shout him out. That was really cool. That was a good interview. Yes. Um, music Scene SD TV. He's doing. He just uh, started that. Uh, shout out to Bart Mendoza. So I got to know you a little bit more on there, and uh, you know I recommend that to uh, all of our listeners. Um, the blue, the blue album. It, you you did a cover of that. 
That's not on Spotify though, right? No, I actually recently took it down from Spotify because okay. we we're going to release the full uh, new full band album. Okay. Um, and I want the most attention to be on that and yeah. not on the Weezer album. Sure. But uh, yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> it's on YouTube now. So if you want to check that out, it's still on YouTube. And um, yeah, I think you should be able to find it on YouTube. It's all YouTube. Yeah. What what yeah. inspired that? It's just the big Weezer guy, huh? Oh man, uh, the blue album like like literally like was my childhood that's like all we listened to on snowboard skateboard surfing trips like it was uh yeah like every song too and then my old band when i was in eighth grade we used to cover like yeah. every one of those songs too um surf wax america being one of our favorites and we yes. still play sadie and so like every good party we play the bands right <laughs> oh man yeah yeah that's cool that's different i don't see a lot of local guys you know covering a full album it's rad right. and you have some great original music you're nominated for a san diego music awards oh yeah award with your for uh, best local recording for uh, rewind yeah it's our acoustic album that's it's, your acoustic uh, yeah. yeah it's our acoustic album with all of our hits on it we tried to put all of our hits and make them acoustic for that album and then added two new ones and then we did a collab with drifting roots uh, from florida um and it's called suspect it's a song about me getting caught smoking weed in mexico by the federales And yeah, and bribing them <laughs> to get out of it. What'd you bribe and, them with? Uh, just pesos, some, just some a bunch pesos? of pesos. Yeah, and then uh, they found my whole stash, which was I buried in the sand. They found my whole stash, which was not very much. You know, I was only there for a couple of days. But uh, and then they took my whole my whole stash, and they're like, "Oh, this is yours." And I'm like, "No," and, <laughs> and so and they uh, they're like, "Well, more money than you no know." No shit. Yeah, I was like, "Oh no, I just don't want to spend a night in Mexican prison." <laughs> you know. So uh, how much? How many pesos did that cost you? I think it was like, well, honestly, the best part was I, I, I kept opening my wallet and mm-hmm. trying to give them some and be like, is this enough? And they, they told me uh, more and more, you know, and then I, 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 I told them this is all I have, you know, like at a certain point right. I'm like, and it got to like 2000 pesos. So it okay. wasn't that expensive to get out of it, but it was, it was only cheap because I had ran out of money entirely. And they were like, well, <laughs> you know, it's either, you know, we stopped talking to this English speaking kid who doesn't know that much Spanish and lead him, leave him, you know, to do his own thing or take him to, you know, the jail and talk to him for another five hours. And, you know, I can't right. understand very much. So, I mean, it would be, you know, I'm just there to surf on the surf trip, you know? Right. And I've been trying to brush up on my Spanish for these situations <laughs> exactly, but... It may have been good that you didn't know Spanish, because they're like, dude, for that let's not one, fuck with this guy. For that we'll one, take his pesos. I think so. I think There was, was a, a kid there translating? Is that what you're saying? No, no, okay. no, there was oh, no... Oh, okay. I'm just saying it would have, you know, it would have been good, you know? I should brush up on my Spanish, because I'm... <laughs> for living in San Diego, I'm not, you know, suspect up huh? to par. Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, play a little snippet of that yeah. now in post pro. The end of the song's like, and I was the suspect is like the end of the chorus. Okay. Yeah. Do the San Diego Music Awards know that that's what uh, inspired that song? <laughs> I probably don't think so. Yeah. They don't care, bro. Also, I've heard that they don't acknowledge reggae in the San Diego. Yeah, it's world. Scene. I've heard that complaint. Yeah. Before Tim Tim Piles has actually also told me that he told me that uh, he's like, oh man, like I only like like promote like rock or something like that or like at his venues or something like that you'll have to really? ask him his thing but okay Tim yeah. piles host a loudspeaker huh. yeah so i'm like hey man promote some reggae rock dude like we're not that reggae <laughs> you know right well <laughs> so. when when i listen to your music i feel like and i don't know why i hear this but i feel like you could go like an incubus route Totally. You've totally. got like that vocal tone. I mean, you're doing the upstrokes, That's funny. which makes it very reggae. I do, but I do do some covers of some Incubus, and I'm like, oh man, these vocals are fun to do. Oh, he so, kills it, you know. But He's you really could fun. go, you you could 100 with a few changes of the guitar licks or whatever, go a rock route, and and. You know, I had this talk with a blues uh, band last week. There can be extremes of reggae, right? And there can be extremes of blues and country. Definitely. Where it goes a little too, like, extreme. And I feel like you sort of balance it out. You are a little more rock reggae. 
definitely, definitely. And I, I try to be. I don't want to. I don't want to be the stereotypical bubble skank reggae artist. Just because, <laughs> I mean, there there are a lot of them, you know, yeah. out there. So, sure. I mean, you want to try to differentiate yourself from like every other band and find your own thing and your own sound. So, right. I mean, that's that's mostly what I'm aiming to do is try to like be myself through and through, okay. you know, and use the like the things that I grew up listening to as you know inspiration. You totally. Know? And a lot of the stuff that I grew up listening to is like Green Day and Blink One Eighty Two. So, yeah. what yeah. are you gonna do? You're an OB guy, <laughs> exactly. so slightly stupid has to be in there, right? Oh, of course. And of I think course. I heard that on Bart's show. Exactly. Of course. Slightly stupid. Have and, you played uh, with them? I have not played with them, but I've sat many times on the couch with Kyle and <laughs> DJ Green Tea, my friend Travis. What were you guys doing there? And uh, <laughs> we were just, you know, just hanging. Just hanging you sure, know? <laughs> sure. Are they still down in OB? Uh, actually, I'm not sure where okay. Kyle is at the moment, but I probably torn maybe. Huh? I do see him in OB every once in a while. So right on. We'll have to ask Travis, DJ, DJ Green Tea. So DJ shout Green out, Tea. DJ, DJ shout Green out, Tea. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to shout out some other like influences that that you grew up listening to? Green Day, Blink, Slightly Stupid. What happened when I fully got into the reggae scene and like the music of the reggae scene? I was playing with a pro surfer named Makua Rothman. And I was playing uh, like like uh, djembe. I was playing percussion, and I then one of our members left, and I had to take over bass. So I was playing bass for him, and we were like getting flown to Hawaii and stuff. I I don't know if you know his younger brother Kolo Rothman, who does the This Is Living vlogs. Okay, on, I don't. Uh, the North Shore, but he's he's pretty big right now, and he's doing a lot of cool stuff. He's like in the John John Florence like crew of surfers on the North Shore. Of Oahu? Uh, of Oahu, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it was really cool. We would get to, like, we'd go to Oahu and we'd get to borrow, like, Bruce Iron's board and stuff. And, like, yeah. it was crazy. It was wow. really, like, I, as a surfer, I was like, this is above and beyond. Right. And that was all thanks to a ska band, local ska band back in the day called The Skeins, okay. um, who's uh, fronted by Gavin Garcia and a couple other members are, like, Hunter Hartman and... Uh, Ben Wasser, Wasserman. Right. And, uh, yeah, so anyway, so as I was playing ska and reggae with this Hawaiian guy, yeah. we were adding ukulele to all the songs, and I was going through, I think the Time Bomb Iration album had just came out, you know? Oh, nice. So sure. I was like, oh my gosh, this is super cool. Like, right. this is, like, great sounding stuff. Um, and then I started to trek backwards into, like, Pacifier, into, like, crazier stuff that was, go. like, Ballyhoo, like, yeah. back way before Ballyhoo had all these super, super, super great albums and all the love they have now. Um, I, I, I went back and trekked through all them, and I remember sitting on the beach in Oahu, looking out at Velziland, sitting in front of Makua's house, just smoking a joint, listening to all this great reggae that was coming out. And at one point during the trip, like the Summer Nights album came out by Iration. Hell you yeah. know, so a lot of Iration influenced me, yeah. a lot of Ballyhoo, a lot of Pacifier. Um, I think Ballyhoo and Pacifier a lot because of the, the rockiness, and sure. the, they're not scared to do other genres kind of within their their reggae root you know sure um thing so yeah. yeah those are my you know my story of my reggae you know stuff you've seen iration live right oh yeah oh yeah so good that was my uh with revolution the first time i ever saw reb too i was yeah. like oh my gosh right. like they shred that really connected I, with you that sound oh huh? man yeah. and i've always been a horn guy i, I, okay. I like the horns too like the revolution horns that they have um, like rabbit playing the the sax and stuff. Um, like I grew up in uh, like eighth grade, seventh grade. I was in a high school band, right. so I was surrounded by you know like Bucko Nine was the bands I was listening to in eighth grade. Oh, it was yeah. in the San Diego band Bucko Nine and Real Big Fish. It's like yep. a ska band, you know, yep. kind of sellout. You know, exactly, a little more like so, ska. Yeah. So I was oh, all into the the, the sellout and album and like yeah. you know turn on turn off the radio and yeah. Boston's maybe. Oh yeah. Huh. Oh man. Rancid. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was big into the Boston's. My best friend was all Rancid, um, and he was my drummer for like fifteen years. Zach Barrett. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to him. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's played on all of our uh, albums that you hear that my drummer Zach Barrett um, Zach Barrett yeah right. so he's a childhood friend surfer skater just like me and we grew up just 
trying to you know record music together we we can't figure this out like pro tools back in like 2000 i don't know when it was like pro tools 2 you just know breaking out, and it's huh? like just trying to figure it out on like a little crappy inbox back on the the inbox yeah i remember that back in the day dude. that was the uh, the audio grade. interface i yeah. guess right yeah yeah back in the day man yeah and, it's come a long uh, ways, man. You know, so it's, it seems like DIY is the way to do it. At least getting levels, you can track your own stuff and take your time, take your time on vocals, guitar, and then maybe send it out to someone that's really good with mixing, mastering, right? Definitely. I definitely, if you're a musician right now and don't have a home studio, just to track a couple things, just to get your ideas out, I think it's definitely the, the best thing to go and buy right now. You're missing out you're on missing something. You're missing out. Even pre-pro. Are. Definitely like, just I'll fuck around with like even GarageBand just for just to get like to hear it to like objectify yes. get your music out there in yes. the universe to like hear the product because um, you know I write and, and play and record and sometimes a song can sound different in your head definitely <laughs> until you really get it into the f- physical universe I find it always sounds different for me until I put it on wax and then I come back the next day and I'm like oh man that's what this song is actually <laughs> like I'm like okay thank gosh I have a, a fresh perspective totally you know? yeah You mentioned the frets off the mic. Oh, yeah. And how you play with them. We played a show with them last Friday. That would have been a few weeks from now at uh, the Holding Company, Liam, Cody. An incredible band. We were kind of talking about the indie circuit here in San Diego. How long were you playing with the frets? The frets are my boys. Um, And uh, I was playing with the frets when they were called Lads Holiday in the transitional period when they recorded their first album in Nashville with Billy Smiley after they did um, like uh, the San Diego music thing and they got like some traction through that. Sure. And uh, yeah, so they're my boys and like I've been playing bass for them, five string bass in a rock band and uh, pretty cool. Um, I I really want to do five string for them for a while um, because not many rock bands have five string I didn't think at the time five string bass sure Um, so I was trying to do something a little different (laughs) four was a little more normal I think but I don't know so I was trying to do something a little different make play like lower tones you know from my reggae influence bringing the reggae back to the rock there sure (laughs) you know full circle yeah Um, but yeah um, after my band started taking off and they were taking off yeah like we were both you know in the time I actually got shingles um, I, I'm so young. I shouldn't have gotten shingles, you know, but I was working myself to death and my blood was like boiling apparently or something to oh, over the stress or something. Wow. I, I don't know. That's a common thing for shingles, but just gigging a lot, gigging a lot, recording, just stress, like waking up every day. <laughs> music to go is do stressful, music, bro. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, it, it wasn't so much the music. It was like the flying, you know, to Nashville and like going and then flying to Florida and then go drive 18 hours to Idaho. And then, you know what I mean? It's like all the traveling, the touring part of the, the music, not so much the music, the playing part is beautiful but like the traveling and the, the what comes along to get there to play is that's the part that wipes me out you know what i mean and the drinking and the fun and the partying you know what i mean too much of that you, you know i don't know how long you can you know stand for it depends on your age too bro <laughs> exactly you know, how, how old are you i'm actually now th- okay and i keep that a secret no <laughs> <laughs> not anymore <laughs> no, so the frets would have been maybe what five years ago so yeah the frets Ish? would have been like five years ago yeah right on about then and uh yeah we were called lads holiday lads holiday i remember time. i remember they mentioned that yeah, that, no. that means something right across the pond yeah so it's like a dude's weekend right you know a lads holiday. In, yes. in, in uh in britain that's what they they call it right know, okay. dude's weekend in britain is a lad's holiday yeah so uh yeah and then after uh cody and uh the guys kind of thought um we like lad's holiday wasn't the the best name so they they changed it to the frets which actually i think is a great idea and uh that that was it's been a while since they changed the name and i, th- I took it as a good way to kind of segue myself out of the band because i was getting more and more touring offers for my band and I just couldn't keep up with the, I had to clone myself basically if I was going to keep doing what I was doing in two right. bands because the frets were killing it just as big as I am you know what sure. I mean so it's like hey sure. you know they're you know winning song of the year here in San Diego and stuff like that like last year or whatever it was Naive Adolescence uh, I know has some recognition that's my favorite song I don't know how 
Listen to those guys, and I'm, I'm blown away. Like I talked with them, and and they they know what they're doing. They have a good ear. They're talented. They're they're on that that upper tier here in San Diego. Like Definitely. we said, along with Aviator Stash, Modern History, they got that Trinity Love right. Those guys with indie rockers here in San Diego. Um, they really are. Uh, just mad respect for what they're doing. They're they they are at that professional level. Yes, they put in time, work, money. They put in all the the necessities to make their band what it needs to be. So I'd like much so much praise to them for working hard and stuff and I'm, I can't wait to see where the frets go hopefully they win song of the year again this year that'd be rad <laughs> yeah I look forward to that again that's uh, August 24th right at Humphreys I think so the San Diego Music Awards it's gonna be on a I'll uh, be there Tuesday yeah I got my tickets um, I know you'll be there we didn't have one last year obviously because of COVID it was all online which was cool right and that's the one they won too the one that wasn't in the they were all like on the on the video screen yeah. like partying like we won like freaking out um it was a great win for them and it was hilarious the way they celebrated so it was great totally and i saw aviator stash on there we were nominated and it was kind of like bittersweet because we got our nomination for best indie recording but it was you know we weren't it was all online so it was a little right. little different i know. You know we were in the loser's zoom room though <laughs> we i found out real quick bro that there were like two different rooms oh. zoom rooms like digital rooms Gnarly. uh there was the room that had the the winners that were going to speak that people knew that they're yeah they knew knew. i don't know if they knew not the bands didn't know but like the people knew putting these people into the groups that like they needed to sort of organize them for to make it be smooth right that's crazy i knew right away i was like yeah i'm in the fucking loser circle here Uh, but hey it's all good so funny (laughs) you're never a loser if you're nominated though in san diego i should not say took me uh took me i mean i've been doing this since 2007 when my old band defamation league a rap rock band won one rap album of the year were you playing bass for that band i was djing no shit yeah i was like the incubus dj my best friend Zach, the drummer I talked about who recorded everything on yeah. my stuff, he was playing drums yeah. and we were set up like Incubus is set up with the DJ and then the, totally. the drummer. So yeah. it was like DJ drummer and then we had three <laughs> front rappers. That's so it was, it was pretty crazy. And then, uh, but what I was trying to say though is, I mean, just to be nominated, I mean, I've been around since 2007, like making my own music and it took me, it took me till 2021 to even get a nomination in San Diego. I don't know if they're not paying attention, but <laughs> I'm just like, damn, dude, that took it a long time. It takes a little bit to get on the radar, yeah, huh? And to like, you know, Kevin Hellman to get his right. attention. As soon as we signed with uh, Pacific Records, um, we were we were immediately in. It was like, oh, okay, great. Is that yeah. Alan Sanderson? That's Brian Whitkin's company, Brian Whitkins. and it's in uh, Rock and Roll San Diego. Yes. Okay. Totally. Yeah. I've, I've heard of that, but I haven't seen it. Yeah. We, we recently kind of partnered up, uh, nice. Palapalooza and Rock and Roll San Diego, nice. like a sponsorship. Yeah. Rock and Roll San Diego, shout out. Great, great venue, huh? Great space here in San Diego. Home to many of our greatest bands who are practicing and coming up, too. There's so many great bands who practice there. Totally. Hyrie even practices there. Is that right? And Tribal Seeds. And they get a lot of touring musicians in there. I think they have like a shower there and shit too, right? I've never used it. And a kitchen and a pool table. A pool table, yeah. I mean, legit, they are a sponsor of the podcast, but like I've been playing off and on for 20 years and I walked in there just recently and checked it out and I was like, whoa, dude, this is a cool facility. Like the owner, Mark, right? And he's been around. great. Yeah. Absolutely great. Really cool. Shout out rock and roll. And Pacific Records, that's where you are recording? Yeah, Uh, that's or No, actually, I record everything in my home studio. And Very I've been cool. doing that for like 15 years, since 2007 when I've been... Very cool. So that's probably why it took me a little bit longer to get on the radar too, because when you record your own stuff, it like sure. you got to like figure out how to make it sound good for like... Right. And I I, uh, I was an apprentice for Mark Suhonen, who's a San Diego-based um, producer. Right. Um, so I apprenticed for him for like 10 years. Wow. And he's like six years older, or he's maybe more like 10 years older than me. But... um. 
Yeah, so I it met him in, great, in Drumline in high school, and he oh, was wow. like, hey, you want to do production? He's like, I got this M-Box, I'll sell it to you and stuff, <laughs> and I was like, I really want to start making my own music, is what I said, so I was like, right. so he's like, I can teach you how to use it, and I'm like, great, and so that went me off on 40 bucks, uh, you know, uh, once a week for an hour, I'd pay him 40 bucks, and he'd come over and show me, like, how to use it, No and way. then that Very just cool. snowballed into, you know buy more stuff buy more right. gear buy more microphones buy more you know and then i just you know been accumulating gear and now i'm here and the music sounds way better than it did 10 years ago yeah you know what i mean so are you still using pro tools i'm still using pro tools just upgraded uh everything because my cool. computer died um, okay that was from 2014 oh okay so, yeah yeah i guess that's older it's it's pretty old you and can... uh is that a Mac? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I just bought the new 2021 version. So okay. I'm stoked. I'm like flying right through stuff now. Yeah. And, you uh, got the RAM, right? 16, oh, 32 or something? Yeah. I got, I think I got 16 and yeah. I got a two terabyte flash hard drive. There you so go. I'm like, sweet. But the funniest part was when I was going to load up all the new programs. Yeah. And I was like thinking when I was going to initially buy the computer, I was like, all right, I'm just going to get a one terabyte uh, flash drive. That should be enough space. One terabyte is a ton of space, oh, you know? Dude. It goes fast, huh? And uh, I started uploading programs into the computer. By the time I finished getting native instruments and all the, you know, everything, yeah. you know, the complete 13 bundle right. into the computer, I was over a terabyte of flash storage. And now I only have like, you know, like 800 like left, you know, to yeah. work with. And I'll be using, you know, a, a, an external hard drive for my sessions. But there you go. Um, I was just laughing because like to just upload all the gear into the computer, it's more than a terabyte. So I would have been screwed if I had only just bought the applications, the, right? Yeah, just the apps and like the the user libraries for right. for uh, like the factory the sessions. Yeah. Do you the do you mess with video too? Because that takes up space real quick. The, uh, <laughs> the other reason I bought the new computer was because I had a Hero Eight GoPro. Yeah. And it wouldn't even play on my 2014 <laughs> uh, when I tried to edit it. It would just glitch. <laughs> Glitch, glitch. I'm kind of I'm oh. laughing because I've been there, bro. Like I, I recently had to upgrade my computer too. But. So gnarly, dude. And so uh, it doesn't so, make for seamless editing when you have not. to freeze up every three seconds. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it is insane. And then uh, the only way you can see your video is if you like export it to the final, <laughs> you know, thing at the end. So anyway, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> long story short, I'm super happy I got the two terabyte hard drive, and uh, yeah, yeah, and now I can play my hero 8 footage on premiere pro and i can actually watch the go. footage so if you're having a problem with your computer think about trading it in for an upgrade if you're having problems playing your gopro footage back <laughs> i was i was livid because i stopped making tour vlogs i was making tour vlogs of all our experiences on tour and i came to a point where my equipment like my my cameras were better than my computer so i literally i, I couldn't edit it anymore and i was just i've been collecting footage now for for like the whole last U.S. tour we did in Florida that I was talking about, and right, yeah. So hopefully next weekend in Boise we'll be able to shoot video and actually edit it on time. That's incredible. Yeah, so Boise next weekend. Yeah. So this will release in a few weeks. So how was Boise? No. Boise, <laughs> Boise was, was amazing. amazing. Is that your first lie. time out to Boise? No, they're You've always amazing. They're so you got some amazing. contacts all over the country, pretty much, right? Yes. Are you booking these tours on your own? Uh, yep. I'm booking you them are. all on my own. Wow. Yeah. So you are staying busy, dude. Yeah. How do people book you? Uh, you can just check me out on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, Skyler Lutz booking at gmail.com. Insta's easy. the way to do it you now, know. huh? It's I, almost like the business card. Like, yeah, just check out my Instagram. It's it's probably the best thing to do because then they know. Like, and they see videos and samples and they see how active you are. And yeah. they know what you're working with. Exactly. They know what you're working with. Exactly. That's dope, bro. You're super active. Last year... Uh, to touch on COVID, you know, the, the year the music died. Oh, that know. must have been... How was that for you, dude? And like, or, not to dive you back into a depression, but... Or the year that we all went into the studio and made the most music in the like totally. the studios that yeah. has ever been made. Like, Gave okay, us a break from shows, right? But there was yeah. a lot of other stuff to do, yeah. Like, I think, I mean... I made three albums during the COVID <laughs> time, and I, I struggled to make... That's dope, bro. I struggled to make, like, two... Uh, every two years I struggled to make one album but somehow in that three month period I made like three albums right like on. a joke album for guinea pigs called guinea band <laughs> 
the Weezer Blue album, yeah, right? Covered the entire Weezer Blue album, you know, because I can't write, you know, how many songs are you really going to write here if you're that just, was a COVID in the, thing. you know? Yeah, yeah it's a COVID like good thing. songs, you, you know, know what I mean? Yeah, you, you want to. I'm still holding all those ones. Yeah. <laughs> are you? You got no, some more? I have uh, the full album that's coming out that I've written, been writing for like two years, um, is coming out here. And I don't know, I shouldn't say when it's coming out, but. Uh, 2021? 2021. Maybe. Maybe early 2022. Okay. Um, with Pacific Records, we do four months of uh, like back promotion on it. So, yeah. um, and right now we're in the mixing and mastering stages. Um, yeah. So it's going to be probably another six months. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you mixing and mastering everything on your own? Yeah, I do you it all myself. All yeah. in that that secret, I guess it's right. A secret studio, exactly. which is no longer a secret. Exactly. But well, don't give out surprised. your address. You'd don't give surprised. out your address. Yeah. <laughs> do you know uh, uh, one of my other? favorite bands in the scene is the resonators yeah dude recently uh, kyle right kyle yeah. from the resonators brock and kevin yeah um, we had them on yeah those guys are awesome and uh we i just uh finished recording their vacation ep at my house at the secret studio you too. did that so that okay. was that was all my spot too and uh Very yeah cool. so I, I i dabble around in a lot of different things you're helping out so other bands too any other bands to. that you've recorded locally that uh, you want to shout out or maybe not i just i i haven't been doing that many bands in the studio lately okay. Okay. um the resonators were one i did um i've been working on trying to get this album out for my, myself yeah so i kind of tried to like like I said, secret studio it. So not yeah. not promoting at all. Please, you know, if <laughs> someone really needs something, sure. I'll I'll help them out. Right. Um, but I think just the resonators and the falling doves, who are our world touring band. Um, yes. They're crazy huge, the falling doves. Definitely. And, Who's their front man? Uh, Chris Leva. Yes. Yes, Chris Leva. How could you not know that? Man, he, being in San Diego. Is he still in San Diego? Oh, I don't know where he is. He's, they're he just is always all over the place, huh? He's around the world. Yeah, right. Uh, Living just, it. I just, I, I respect that guy so much. You're doing what you're doing. He's, you know? uh, he's been such a huge mentor for me with the touring and the DIY, do it yourself, not let anything get in your way. Uh, he's just always has my back no matter what. And that's the same thing with like through the roots, Evan Hawkins, like those guys are my big brothers right there. Like right Chris on. Leva and Evan Hawkins from through the roots. Those right guys on. are like my boys. Like they, that's cool. they're, they're my first call when anything goes wrong. <laughs> you know, Right on Chris so, Leva. Yeah. That's, you know. I, I can tell you're, yeah, you've been in the scene for a while when you're shouting out Falling Doves. Oh, yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah, legends. Legendary locals. Been around forever. And uh, the Resonators, I connected with them. You probably know Craig, right? The Muffin Man? Oh, yeah. I know Muffin the Muffin but Man. Good vi- vibes. <laughs> yeah, Muffin, Muffin but Good, good vibes. vibes, dude. I connected. Yeah. Uh, I DJed an event where Craig was at. He was a guest, and we got to talking, and then he sort of sent me a list of local uh, musicians that he likes, and the Resonators was on there, and I connected with them. And, dude, Craig has been over to my house to deliver me these amazing muffins and you know shout out craig muffin but good vibes doing stuff i believe he's booking shows now he's dude borderline promoter you know getting into that a little bit that one last weekend with aaron wolf i wasn't able to go unfortunately because i'm actually broke right now from all the working on the van okay uh, yeah yeah. but uh i think that was friday i think that was the same night that we played the holding company with the frets yes exactly so the the frets were playing over in uh, ob and then uh over in oceanside at legacy uh craig was hosting that Aaron Wolf, Resonators, and who else was it? I don't know. Uh, I saw that, though. Yeah. And I know that Craig sent me that, uh, and I was like, dang, I'm playing that night. But uh, a lot of respect for Craig, dude. Smart businessman. He's doing a good job, and he's passionate about the music scene. So Yeah, dude. Uh, and uh, his muffins are super And bomb. his muffins are bomb. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. Dude. They are legit. Yes. That's why they call him the Muffin Man. The Muffin Man. A compilation album uh, released under Pacific Records featuring different local musicians. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Uh, shoot. I mean, I've, what's the... Uh, is it the Bart Mendoza compilation? I believe he puts out. Oh, cool. Once, uh, once a year. And you guys are on it? You're on it? Staring at the Sun, I think. Oh, of course. Four or something. Yeah. I think yeah, yeah. Or five now. I don't know. Yeah. We're on volume something. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we're on that. And there's a bunch of other great local San Diego artists on that as well. Rad. And uh, yeah, shout out to Bart Mendoza for always hooking it up. He's yeah. been writing my bios since I was in like, man, for like 10 years. He's been writing my bio. That's so for, cool. You know, my, my, uh, 
my website like your and, website and, and like your wiki <laughs> my, my one sheet for booking you know yeah. too so he, he's always helps me out with the promotional stuff so thank you bart <laughs> he's a legend dude true stories uh front man in his own right of course he yes. wrote that he wrote that article uh on palapalooza he's hosted a, a podcast back here and he's doing his own thing now dude uh music scene sd tv going live on youtube so uh, he's got so much love for the scene i, I love that guy man Seriously. he just keeps going man he's a legend Seriously. absolutely i don't know where he finds all the time it's, it's amazing <laughs> like good for him man like totally yeah must be a lot of coffee yeah ton of <laughs> caffeine ton of coffee yeah him and uh, emily bartell i know was right to your your right at the right yeah on the emily. episode that was actually the first time i actually had met emily I, emily's right yeah it's I, it's first time i'd ever met her and i was like oh yeah. man like i just well yeah yeah she was really nice and really cool so, yeah she yeah. is cool a new yorker she's nice for a new yorker right i didn't, <laughs> I didn't know that so yeah. i'm learning new things already she's booking bands she's uh linked up with humphreys and uh navajo. right here in navajo live yeah, yeah right down the street um but very cool dude uh skylar lutes staying busy brother um and w was that a nice break from gigging for you last year i mean was it uh, maybe a little refreshing you got rid of the shingles oh yeah so <laughs> after you heard the stories about all the stress man yeah I, I was actually really happy to take the time off and finally get back into i really love making music in the studio and like recording so i mean with all the touring and trying to get the 2018 album tidelines to do what it needed to do to get it you know popular enough you gotta you know right hit the ground you know and totally do the footwork so i mean i i made a point i thought the album was good enough to do two years of hard touring on it mm. um and yeah so um it was really nice to take a really good long break actually after right. uh the the 2018-19 tours right um so 2020 yeah. came and i'm like what is this a blessing like right. oh, like i was so happy honestly to take some time off because sure i was gonna take time off anyway but you know everyone else wasn't gonna take time off so, right you know it's, so. it's you felt like you needed to stay uh there's a up on it you know competition i guess you could say right it's healthy competition healthy you know co you know you want to keep up to par it's like when the skateboarders are doing like a kickflip and you want to do a kickflip next you know right. or you know you want to do the you know you want to do a 360 since he did a you know 180 or something you know what i mean it's it's the beautiful family competition a friendly you know, competition of, there. you know yeah. it, it it honestly raises us all up and makes us all so much better and if we didn't have people to bounce off of musically I mean, everything has been stepping stones to where we are right now musically. I mean, I was thinking about just the fact of, like, distortion on a guitar. Just that simple thing. Like, we came from, like, no distortion on guitars back in, like, you know, the 80s or whatever, I was thinking whatever, about that right? the other day, too, bro. I and swear. And now we're on full, like, the band we were talking about earlier, like Lit or Blink-182 or Green Day. They're full distortion. Like, the overdrive's cranked. Just the overdrive, You know, yeah. and Metallica, we don't even have to talk. Their overdrive's cranked or, you know, a band it like that. It just got more and more. And then so we got the Slayer more finally. More, <laughs> you know, just more and more distortion on guitars. And I think that's something, uh, like, uh, the building blocks of music is, you know, it's a beautiful thing that humans can do with each other is to you know create these building blocks for each other and totally. to elevate one another you know as, right. as we're going um yeah so i think it's beautiful who knows what kind of tones will come out of the guitar in 20 years exactly bob so, wills boogie is the uh, first uh, recording 1947 uh, to to uh have a distortion but I was thinking about that. 1947. 1947. But like, for it to really evolve, like if you listen to like the 50s recordings, that's not I guess Chuck Berry, you're hearing like some. It doesn't feel like some the distortion. That's like but, but a solo distortion. I guess kind of punk rock, really, huh? With, like with the Ramones and Sex Pistols and exactly. uh, stuff like that. I was thinking about that, bro. Like, so weird. Because distortion really defines rock, I guess, right? I like, think so. A little, a little bit. Those other. I think so. Though. Those other sounds involved, of course, but. Or is it the strumming pattern? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Those are the strumming. No, it's like, funny. But no, I think, uh, you know. It's crazy to think about it, too, because, like, if there was no distortion and you're just playing the guitar and strumming it hard, you can almost create a type of distortion with an acoustic setting on, like, a, you know, if it's, like, a kind of a crappy you amp, overdrive maybe. It. Yeah. You can overdrive it by yeah. playing it hard on the acoustic setting. So I feel like that's where the first, 
you know, 1949 overdrive was coming from was like, like just accidental, an acoustic. Maybe yeah. or something. Exactly. Like they turned it up too loud. Yeah. Oh, that kind of sounds good, actually. We'll leave it. We don't have time to re-record it, you know. Yeah. We're spending too much money in the studio or something. I don't know, you yeah. know. And then everyone's like, we love this, you know. Yeah. That's how recording always is. It's always the mistake that's the most popular. Totally. <laughs> yes, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, it can lead to some cool uh, sounds and and interesting things. Yeah, the Beatles and the Stones. You know, they you listen to their recordings and a lot of their guitars and Ringo's solos were like pretty clean. Dude, he's not. I know he wasn't getting down with the distortion. I mean, I, no, I I, t- I completely agree though because there are songs like Back in the USSR which are like a little bit more distortion. That's true. You know, and then yeah. there are other songs that are you know he's doing a solo and you're like. That doesn't have the viol. I like to call it like a violiny type of. It's like a violin, like right. the way it sings when you turn up the overdrive on a guitar. It's like you know, like yeah. the lasting of the totally the string, you the know, resonance overtones. or something, huh? Yeah, it's yeah. like the resonance that like, yeah. you get from a violin, but you know, you're now yeah. getting it from a guitar by turning up the yeah. thing. So I don't know. You don't need distortion, folks. <laughs> Take it from Skyler Lutz, the reggae master. Go yeah, clean do. every once in a while. <laughs> no, you do need distortion. Distortion is fun as hell, though, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, if you listen to my songs, take it from me. You definitely need distortion every chorus. <laughs> if you're listening to my songs, I feel like distortion can sort of hide some imperfections, maybe too a little bit, right? That's true. I mean, I think that's why I started doing heavy distortion back when my voice wasn't as good as it is now, or like as developed. I was like, right. heavy distortion will cover this up. You know, whatever right. vocal mistake I have, let's do a heavy distortion over it. You totally. Know? But, uh, and maybe that's why people start out in that punk rock genre, you know? That's you so can true. kind of turn those, you can crank the guitars and cover up the vocals, you know? Yep. That's so <laughs> legit. That's so true. Honestly, that is that is straight. And then there are only like three chords too, usually, right. the, the punk songs. Like yeah. Every Green Day song is like three chords except for Welcome to Paradise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's three too, bro. No, no but hit the chorus. Oh, true. man. There's four in there. No. <laughs> and it changes in the, the second time through the chorus. It's so funny. What, f- what do you feel like brought your vocals to that next level? You, oh, you mentioned that. man. There's Some a training. one big answer to that one. Cool. And the answer to that is acoustic open mics. There you go. And I shout out RT's Longboards, PB Cantina, all the same place in Pacific Beach, um, where I met a lot of the people who helped shape like my vocals and like what I am today. I met people like Brendan Clemente there. Uh, you know, it's like, you, you know Brendan Clemente? From, I don't. That doesn't uh, ring a bell. Oh, what band? Uh, Brendan Clemente, music. Okay. He's literally... Cool. Uh, uh, he's he's doing stuff with Johnny Cosmic, Rad. and uh, he's got a he's got a really cool Facebook group. And Very you guys cool. should all go follow that group too. You guys should all go follow that group. The What's Brendan, that called? Brendan like, Clemente Music okay. Family. I will. And uh, yeah, he is super down to earth, super cool. Um, he used to live in Ocean Beach, um, and yeah, so I, I met a lot of cool people over at PB Cantina and doing open mics and the open mic circuit of around San Diego, like a lot of open mic bars and, uh, coffee shops. And I, it was like, literally I would go three times a week. Sometimes I'd go as, as many nights as I could find a place. And I was just trying to hone my skills. At one point, my first tour, and this is really funny to say, but my first tour after I put out like my first album that was really kind of crappy, I'll say now. But <laughs> I, I check p- it out on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> it's still up there. You can see which where, one is that? Uh, it's the One Thousand Hours EP. Okay. Insert uh, that now. No. One thousand hours, and I can't believe. But if you want to see where I came from, you can go check out where my voice was back in 2013, as opposed to where it is now in 2020. And that's rad to have. You I know. mean, we've been talking about Green Day. You look back at like smoothed out slappy hours and how exactly. he's evolved to like American Idiot, you know? Yeah, exactly. So it's not the best singing, but it's, you know, where I came from and I'm proud of that. So, so keep, open keep mic acoustic, huh? It keeps open you mic. honest and, and uh, you are out there and, and you have no choice but to... And figure it out <laughs> and trying and trying to play uh you know figuring out if bad fish works on stage or was 40 ounces to freedom work you know is sublime good to cover you know or should i play an incubus song or right honestly like i didn't even know like i wanted to do reggae rock at that point when i put out the album and i had like one reggae rock singer songwriter type of song okay um and 
Oh, and this is the other thing I want to tell you too. Yeah. The first tour that I did after I put out that album that I literally, speaking of open mics, I literally put on a schedule just for myself mainly. And other people thought it was cool. And they're like, how'd you get these shows? And they're all open mics. I put together a tour flyer of like 10 shows up to the Bay Area and back. And they were all open mics. And I just went and played open mics all over California. And I spent my own money and just went and slept in the back of my Scion XB. And uh, it was just a small little box car with my guitar. And didn't have a girlfriend or anything at the time. And was just alone going up and down the coast for, you know, I did a couple of those actually. And I stop putting on flyers because it was like getting weird but uh <laughs> like i my first one though i put on a flyer and i went up and down the coast and did a open mic tour and uh yeah i think that that got me started with like hey you don't need anyone to approve you you right. can just make a diy tour and do it yourself right and that led me all the way here where i'm booking like shows at like big venues and people are they take me seriously now and i'm like this this is great i mean i was surprised three years ago they were taking me seriously you know what i mean now i'm just like all right let's let's see how far we can you know take this music thing that's so um, cool but yeah it all started with me doing open mic tours the open mics so, diy's yeah, up the coast DIYs incredible up the coast spending my own money and that's something i don't think it's never going to be handed to you in the music scene so it's something you gotta right. like you gotta take it and you gotta you gotta run with it Yes, you got to run with it as far as you can run with it too, you right. know, and don't let ever, don't ever let anyone tell you you're ever doing it wrong or the wrong way. Right. Cause there's like a thousand ways to like make it or do it in the scene, you know, right. or, or even like you're not as big or where you should be or, you know, it's literally music. The music scene is all what you make it these days. You don't mm. need a record label. You don't need anything. Um, I, I am with Pacific Records, you know, and I and I do love them, but sure. you know, they are. Do they help with like distribution? I guess. Do you even need distribution these days? You know, with, Honestly, you got with CD, CD Baby, right? That kind of throws it out there. I do all. I mean, I press my own CDs because you I are doing CDs still. I don't want to do. Uh, yeah, but I try to do like Minimal. like a hundred. <laughs> sure. You know, just for there's like a profit the margin there, fans. right? Yeah, the so, hardcore fans. Sure, so, and you, you sell know. them for fifteen or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Or try to give them away for free, even like just to get your music out you there. Know, yeah, that's the that's what Kyle Smith. Huh. Shout out Kyle Smith. That's what he was doing for a while. He was going to all the One Love shows and all the Cali Cali Roots Fest and stuff, and he was getting real not not real cheap, but I mean they must have cost him maybe a dollar each to print. Okay, and he was basically throwing you know yeah. stacks of these things on the tables, and I mean it got people to you know stand up and take notice. You know this right. is 2019. He was doing it, and it it worked. Yeah, you know so. I mean, I don't know if a USB flash drive is going to quite do that yet, you know? So True. I guess a CD is still in some way valuable. At yeah. the very least, I mean, your info's on it and they can look you up on Spotify, you know, right. or something, you know, if they can't play the CD, you know, yeah. at least they know it's music on the CD, you know? Totally. I don't know. I feel like there's the still a market card. for them. There's still CD players and vehicles. My wife rocks out local band CDs every once in a while. It's tangible. It, you can't unless you're a real prick and just throw it in the trash, you know, but a business card, I feel like you're more likely to throw away than a, a CD. At least you're seeing, hey, dude, this guy, or you put in some work. Or never find the business card again. You usually don't find the business card is what I've found, you know, like from when business I take a cards, business card, I, don't know. I think those are done. Yeah, you know? I think so. If you want to. It's more like, yeah, just follow me on Instagram. Here's my handle. Get out your phone. Here's my Instagram handle. And if it's not. If we're not that serious and you don't want to do that, then I'm sorry, but it's cool. Like, no worries. You know, we don't need to exchange business cards then. You know right. what I mean? Like, if you don't want to type in my phone number or whatever, it's all good. You know, I'm not hurt by it. I just, you know, like, it's more, I don't know. I'm not even more paper, though. You know right. what I mean? So, right. I yeah. Know, so. Something you said, too, really resonated with me regarding, like, don't listen to other people. Don't let other people discourage you. I think there's a lot of truth to that. I think yeah. in the music industry people can be discouraged by other people's views because you, you have to keep in mind that people have their own experiences and their own path yes. that, that sort of form their view of the music industry. 
You know, maybe they have failed and maybe they have not done things correctly. Exactly. But don't don't listen to them necessarily. That was their path. Like, There's, do your own thing. Exactly. And and just fucking at least try it. Exactly. At least fail. Like all the you know? uh, like I mean, you watch all the music documentaries too. Like everyone is different. Like you go and try to sit down and watch how did Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day get famous, and you watch this whole documentary, and you're like, okay, now apply that to your own life. Like literally, no, you can't. A different you know? time you're just too. A different time. You're also just a different person, <laughs> you know. So I mean, I, I feel like the common denominator is playing shows. Definitely. I feel like even now, and you know, I think you would agree. I think you do still need to get on stage, right? Oh yeah, more than even ever though it still. is a digital social media age. Do you, you feel like you still need to get on stage, right? It's, it's all about the stage, you know. People, as much as you want to, you know, do the digital thing, and you know, even I mean, playing uh, live streams is great because you can reach your fans across the country and different areas. That's great. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, there's something to be said for. I mean, the whole reason we have videos, video, you know, cameras on our phones is so we can go capture like amazing moments in life, actual life, not digital life. You know what I mean? So, right. um, I feel like the stage is where, you know, you put your money where your mouth is there, right? you know, on the stage. So, you know, you see if a great band's great, they'll be great on stage. You know what I mean? If it, they're just okay, they, you know, there's no be filters, bit, bro. You know, it's no not filters. a facade, No. which social media can be very, very phony and a facade is a good word. Definitely. It's a, you know, it's, there's filters involved. There's, you know, yes, on stage, you really, there's a lot of truth and there's a connection too, right? Definitely. I think that's common sense, but I feel yes. like musicians, there's music is taps into something with a person that is emotional and spiritual Definitely. a little bit, right? It goes deep. And, and yeah. if you really get that connection, you give a person the goosebumps, the gooseies, they're going to, they're going to follow you. And that's going to be a lifelong supporter. You yeah. Know? A lifelong supporter. And I mean, maybe that person will remember that night for the rest of their lives. Totally. You know, and that's what we're trying to make is memories out here. Yeah. You know, memories for life. I like know? that. So. Making memories. There's, <laughs> dude, there's a lot of truth to all this, man. That was a good talk and oh, yeah. uh, very organic. Uh, I had a bunch of notes, but I didn't really follow them. But yeah. uh, I figured I didn't need them, man. Cool, dude. Um, you got, you're got you going on the road, basically, right? Are, are you playing anything in San Diego in the next couple months? We are playing at Black Plague for a party, uh, a, a Black Plague skate party, I think. Is that over public? At the, it's public and it's all ages. August 13th at Black Plague. There we and go. And then, dude, August 24th at the Tiki Bar. We played there, bro, uh, for an OC Sellout Fest. Do you know OC Sellout? I do not. Okay, I'll connect you guys. That would be right. He's a great uh, promoter and just a presence up there in Orange County. I bet you our, our drummer right now, Sammy Ramon, probably does know him. Okay. So. Chris over at yeah. OC Sellout, yeah. Before we go, let me shout yeah. out my band real quick. My, my people have been with me forever. Um, Grayson Weaver on the bass. What an amazing dude. He's just, he's like holds it down for me. And uh, we've been across the country way too many times together. <laughs> um, but we're going to keep going until we're dead, I swear. Right, Love you, buddy. Dude. Yeah. And then uh, my lovely girlfriend, uh, Veronica, Veronica Marroquin. Did she uh, sing on the album? She sings. That's your girlfriend. Yes. Yeah, okay, so she great. sings all the backing vocals and stuff. How long, how long? And she did some lead as well, I think, on one song, right? At least one song. She sings on How Long. She's on, hitting those harmonies, though. Hitting the harmonies. That's dope. And cool. uh, she uh, kind of sounds like Gwen Stefani sometimes when we do some covers of those when we play live and then yeah sammy ramon um our drummer and uh, cool. he's from oc Very and cool. uh yeah shout out right. veronica one more time for just keeping yeah. me sane through my life here though <laughs> you know love you girl yeah right on how long have you guys been together uh we've been together for seven years okay wow yeah. very cool and she, so. that's, uh, Skylar Lutz is her main project. Uh -huh. Is yeah. she doing anything on her own or? She actually, she, we've been working on putting out an album for her, uh, cool. like a six song EP, but Very it's cool. still in the works and, uh, it's been in the works for a while. Yeah. So it'll come out when we want it to. We're right taking our sweet time with that one just that's to cool. make it perfect for her. Cause she doesn't know how many albums she wants to maybe like put out. So, um, yeah. I mean, let's take it slow and, yeah. you know, just work it till it sounds as good as it can possibly be. That's so, dope. Yeah. Look for I'm, that coming. I'm glad you shouted out the band and i always love to see couples up there on stage <laughs> i have a fucking thing for that dude like pat and letty beer is schizophonics like Rad. seeing them rock out together there's a couple other bands locally that uh it's a husband wife team dope and yeah dude i watch them and it's just like 
just uh, sharing that similar passion and, and reality and interest in life and up there on stage just rocking out together, yeah. dude. It's so cool. She's she's awesome. And I mean, she's she's amazing to be in the bus. We live in a bus for like months at a time with two other boys. So it's this three, van that you pulled up yeah, in, right? So yeah. three boys and one girl in a, in a van. And it's, you know, the quarters are very close. And so shout out to her for being able to handle that for totally. seven years. That's a stinky dude's. Definitely. It's a four piece, right? A four piece. Sounds like yeah. Truly the love of my life for being able uh, to do that. Let me just yeah. say, I mean, there's there's no way to, you know, the the things she's been through being in that the bus with the boys is hilarious and yeah. you know and even the most recent breakdown right was she oh, there with you guys yeah so yeah. recently um it was just me and her actually on the way back from texas okay and uh yeah we didn't have ac and it was 110 degrees like i told you earlier oh man it was a mess and uh the wow. car's tires were going out too so wowzers we're driving like 60 so it was it was hell. My brother's a manager of Discount Tires, bro. Keep that in mind. Oh, man. They're nationwide. I, you know? uh, Text I, me, dude, if you ever run into problems. I probably would be down for that. I just bought yeah. four new tires at uh, El Amigo. Okay. Yeah. yeah. In, uh, Keep that in mind next time. I will. Yeah. Thank you. And that's cool. Shout out again, Veronica. It's good to have your girl on the road with you, it man. Is. You know? It is. And yeah. I, don't, I don't have to call home and be like, I miss you, baby. You right. know, I got her right there. So yeah. she's, you know, and she also does killer video editing work. Dope. So she's the one who's doing all the flyers and cool. all the pictures that you see of me usually taken and edited right. she does she's a killer photo editor cool so she does a lot of a lot of like the marketing side too cool so that's what you're seeing it's right like the team yeah <laughs> you know? a good team man so, yeah. solid team behind you that's great totally yeah what song are you gonna play we're gonna have you jam out you got your acoustic here and we'll shoot some video it'll be available on youtube uh what what track are you gonna do uh, You're deciding this right now, aren't you? I am not. <laughs> I'm definitely not. This no, was planned. I, uh, no. no, I think uh, I, I, I I like to uh, I like to play "Burn" is like Burn. my favorite song to promote because uh, we have like a music video out for the song, um, and it's all about ocean awareness okay, and cool. like how you know polluting the ocean with plastics and the whole thing um, of trying to be more conscious about the planet. Right. Since we're coming up on hotter and hotter summers and, you know, colder and colder winters. So, yeah, um, yeah the climate change crisis. So Right. Good to have a message. Yeah. That's, right on. That's the song Burn here. And uh, it's, uh, it's also about smoking weed a little bit. So, yeah. <laughs> Both of them. Enjoy, guys. Two great things. Exactly. Two great causes. <laughs> exactly. In one song. <laughs> Skylar Lutz, uh, pleasure to connect with you. Nice to have you under this tiki hut. This is good, uh, appropriate vibes for Skylar Lutz, I feel, right? It's beautiful. Thank yeah. you so much for having me, man. This has of been course. so much fun. Right on, brother. Nice yeah. chatting with you. Uh, we'll go acoustic with Skylar coming up next. Again, follow us on YouTube, subscribe, and all that good stuff. Here we go. Yeah. you yeah. Fire in the skies, snow in the drought See the weather's getting warmer that the storm is pushing out Just be yourself, let us transcend Love is a message and rain Hey, what's up, you guys? My name's Skylar Lutz. This next song's called Burn. Uh, it's from our 2018 uh, album called Tidelines. Check it out. Time when it's starting to begin Tearing out the clouds, I was starting something Burning it up but never trying to attack People that I love, but know I have their back Just be yourself, let us transcend Love is a message and reggae will send Light up to now, you know it's no one else So acting alone, no, you told me much help We're lost but we still burn through the night because we won't need the light Well, I spot we still burn through the night Because we won't need the light Complain, 
Exposing every move, a screen of smoke in my brain Fire in the sky, snow in a drought See the weather's getting warmer, that the summer's pushing out Just be yourself, let us transcend Love is a message and reggae will send Light up tonight, you know it's no one else Stop acting alone, no, you don't need much help We're lost, but we still burn through the night Because everyone needs the light We're lost, but we still burn through the night Because everyone needs the light Let us transcend Love is a message and reggae will send Light up tonight, you know it's no one else Stop acting alone, no, you don't need much help We're lost, but we still burn through the night Because anyone needs the light We're lost, but we still We're lost, but we still Lost, but we still Lost, but we still Need the light Need the light Thanks, guys. One, two, three, four. Palapalooza, Palapalooza. We're talking to you. I'm Palapalooza. Hey! Word.